Welcome to the house of the Lord. God is good. All the time. God is good. And because His mercy endures forever. And the Bible said, let the children of the Lord say amen. 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 Right? I'm really glad. I'm happy. Because, not only because uh, I am saved, but also to bring the word of God to these people this morning. I'm a different type of preacher. I shout and I say amen. 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 I might jump or I can't jump now because I'm kind of hurt. But, uh, I like to praise the Lord. When I used to preach and talk to people, they look at me funny. But you know something I learned that the people of God, we're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We are crazy. Yes, we are. Good crazy. Not crazy to go to the hospital, no. Good crazy because actually we have something that the world actually needs is Jesus. Amen. And when you have Jesus in your heart, that's something that comes out of your pores. Because I can't stay still. Because this is what I have, I need to share. And it's good when you follow Jesus. But actually, the world today, I have seen this earth, this late day, this day that I've asked, with everything that's going on around us, I have seen that the uh, people of God have a little bit forgotten and concentrate on everything that is going on around. We need to know that, but it shouldn't be a surprise for us. Because the Bible tells us that these things are gonna happen. And right now we are need to be more close to God than ever. We need to seek the Lord more than ever, get closer in the word, and not only the word, but we have to, I think more than ever, to testify that Jesus is coming. Prepare. I saw this morning, no, yesterday I was in the internet just reading uh, news and I saw an invitation. It said, we're going to invite you for a party for, for a gathering, I'm sorry, that's going to last, that's going to, that is going to last an eternity. The only thing you need to do is reserve, reserve your spot today. It's called salvation. And, you know, it caught my attention. I said, wow, that's, that's a nice way to put it. But uh, I hope that not only me is reading it, but also all the people as well. I'm going to bring this to you this morning. Maybe you know this, and if you do, amen. But the one who's watching me right now, maybe he don't or she don't know what it really means to follow Jesus. If you go with me to Matthew 21, sorry, Matthew 19. Matthew 19, 
I want to actually uh, focus on uh, on the verse uh, 18. Well, if you know the stories about the rich guy, this rich uh, young man that he went to Jesus, he said, Jesus, what do I need to do to follow you? What do I need to do to, to be one of you, to be one of your guys? Jesus said, you know something? And I'm going to read the 18. It's very interesting for me. He said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the 17. He said to him, the only one who is good is me. If you want to enter into the life, into eternal life, keep the commandment, commandments. He said, which one? I asked him, Jesus answered, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not hear, do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, love your neighbor as to yourself. Then he said, I have kept all of these. The young man told him, why do I still lack? If you want to be perfect, that's my interpretation of the Bible here. This is said to him, go, sell your belongings, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard all this, of this command, he went away craving because he had many possessions. <clears throat> um, 2,000 years ago, when the disciples got together and uh, the, the Word of God, the, uh, the, the, the Word of God started going actually, uh, the new, they said, the new Christians, they were following Jesus every day. Acts says that they were gathering the homes and breaking up bread and giving to the poor and uh, praying every single day and seeking God every single day and teaching what actually Jesus taught them while he was on earth. That was 2,000 years ago. Today, actually, it's kind of difficult, especially in the Western world, I'm talking about where we live here, because we've got so many things in front of us. We've got to worry, we've got to study, we've got home, um, we've got the family, we've got many things actually that occupy our time to do actually what we have to do. But you know, it's not any different actually what was back then, because today we still have to do the same thing. We have to follow Jesus. And anything and everything that is in front of us, of occupying our time, we need to follow Jesus. The time that you spend with God is very important. I was telling my wife this morning, <clears throat> I remember when I was young, I won't say how young because you don't see oh. This hole. So, <laughs> I remember every morning when my grandmother used to, you know, she used to get up in the morning. The first thing she used to do is to kneel in front of her bed and pray. Then she went, she went along to her day. In Puerto Rico, there was a Catholic church, church close to us, and we used to hear the bell at 12 o'clock, the noon bell. And I remember she used to start what she was doing. 
She went to her room, closed the door, and prayed. Again, she went about her day, but came at 6 o'clock. Another bell was hitting. That was a 6 p.m. bell. She used to stop. She used to go to bed. She used to go to her room and pray. I said, Mom, why do you pray so much? You know, she looked at me funny. I said, you know, son, I do this because the more do I pray, the closer I get to God. The more I understand his heart. The more I seek his will in me. Because prayer is like air. You cannot live without air. And Jesus taught us in the Bible, Jesus actually, he was... His life devotion was prayer. Get closer to the Father. One of the ways that we follow Jesus is not only our devotional with God, but with prayer. Oh, Sam, we know about that. I know you do. But something is lacking in your life? Prayer. I have seen many people actually getting problems and situations, and the first thing they say is, well, oh, God, help me. That's an intuition that we have to have. Automatically. Oh. <coughs> but it's good. Because my father answered me in any situation. I remember when I had my accident. Uh, I don't, but sometimes flashbacks come to me. <coughs> when the truck hit me, boom! Swipe me to the left. I have to lock with the truck so he won't be able to throw me off the hill that I was passing through a big hill. Mm. I will go bare to my left and I will go straight to that ditch. <clears throat> the first thing that came to my mouth, from, from my mind to my mouth, I said, Lord, save me! Mm. <laughs> Boom! I don't know how I stopped, but I did. I'm scared. But I did. In situations that happen in our life, following Jesus actually give you a, a, a sense of peace. Because you know who you are following. You know who got your back. Following Jesus means more than that. Following Jesus, I'm gonna give you three points this morning that following Jesus have to define in these three steps that uh, Jesus has spoke, spoke in this, uh, what was written right now in, in Matthew. First of all, was deny yourself. Deny yourself. I go a lot to my grandmother because she was a great example in my life of a Christian life. And my father and my, some of them, in my family, but I, I would say the head of the family, my grandmother. <coughs> I asked her, I don't know if I told you this about this. I asked her, Mom, what, what is total sanctification? And it was a few Methodists. We believe in total sanctification. Amen. 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 I'm getting out of the floor, but go back. Go back. 
I ask you, Mom, what is total sanctification? He said, you know what total sanctification means? When you think, you breathe, you live Jesus. You have a, a centric mind of God. You forget who you are and you are imitating Jesus. You are Jesus. In Spanish, it's a little bit better, she told me. But if I change the Spanish, I think I'm going to feel that my mother understand. And my wife. <laughs> Solar sanctification means living for God. Totally. Forgetting yourself. I'm sorry, forgetting yourself. Denying yourself. And actually, denying yourself means to live only for God. The word means deny, to separate, to stay away from. It's the first step to follow Jesus and forget the one self interest. I don't care about me no more, but I care about God. And you know what the word call these people? Can nobody tell me? Jesus freaks. Oh, in Spanish, Spanish are aleluyitas, you know, we are holy holies, aleluyitas. <laughs> but we are not Jesus freaks. Because actually the one in me, I have to demonstrate the one in me to the world. And I have to forget myself. And I have to forget the person that actually me. Because if I empty my cup, Jesus actually, the Holy Spirit will fill me. And I have to speak about the wonders of God. And the word said, actually, when you speak what you feel here in your heart. So by the abundance of my heart, I have to speak out. You have an empty heart uh, and, and uh, a passion, my passion, not my passion, but actually I like, I like baseball. Why not uh, any guy that, that live in the Caribbean like baseball? <laughs> You go to Puerto Rico, you go to Dominican Republic, even Cuba. We are very fanatics in baseball. Mm -hmm. We like baseball. And I believe one of the biggest fans of baseball is my dad. Everybody, you go Marlins? No, man, I'm not a Marlins fan. Go Yankees, no, I'm not a Yankees fan. Mm -hmm. My wife. But actually, the, the team that I like is the Cleveland Indians. No, Phil. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean to say, Rick, I'm sorry. But actually, when the Cleveland Indians played and, and when Colón is pitching, I'm there rooting, hey, wow, yes, we're going to work. Hey, we saw that game. Oh, we saw that pick. Oh, still base, first base, who's still? Because you actually have a passion for it. I have a passion for hard rocks. And Ken and myself, Ken, we're always speaking about cars. Because we like that. We love cars. When you follow Jesus and you love Jesus, that's the first thing on your mind all the time. You won't bore somebody with it. No. You're going to speak to somebody about the word of God and you pray that that person actually accepted Jesus as his uh, only Savior and you're going to go forward praying for that person and you're going to be actually interceding for that person in prayer and you're going to be sharing the word of God. 
reading the Bible, visiting, calling, because you actually have an interest for that person to give herself or himself to God. That's a passion for God. That's happening when you follow God. That happens when you deny yourself. And not the interest. My interest is God's business. The second one is a very hard one. Pick up your cross and follow me. Wow, pick up my cross, not that cross. The cross of Jesus. Because when you pick up the cross of Jesus, you will understand, you will understand actually the struggle. You will understand the pain. You will understand the importance that he brought to this world to the cross. Or the burden that he was carrying for me and you. That's come with a heart of gratitude. The gratitude that I have for him to die for me. Oh man. The Bible says we will never pay. We pay God about that nice sacrifice and beautiful blood of a shed for my sins. Pick up your cross and follow me. <clears throat> that's a big difference in your life when you start doing that step. I think that's a, one of the biggest steps that a Christian must do. I know you have heard this many times, the guy that was picking the cross, he started walking, and he was walking actually, he said, oh my God, this cross is kind of heavy, let me cut a piece of it. Then he kept on walking. But the other guy that was also walking with him, he was, he, he was carrying his cross. Not far away, he stopped actually, you know something? This cross is still heavy for me. He saw off a piece. The other guy was carrying his cross still. When actually they were reaching and they saw the land all far away, I said, we are here. But they had to cross this big, uh, I would say a hill, an abyss actually, that they had to lay the cross so they could walk around. They would get on top of the cross and cross. The other guy laid his cross down, boom. He got up like a little bridge. He passed to the, to the, to the, to the land. The other guy laid his cross down and he fell to the abyss. Well, that tells me this is not an easy walk. You're going to have your tribulations, you're going to have actually your moments that you say, Lord, what is this? What is going on here? Why so many tribulations? Why so many problems? Why this and that? You know, something that Jesus said to the disciples, he said, you know something? You're going to have tribulations and, and you're going to have bad times and people are going to ridicule you because you're following me. But do not be afraid. Why? Because I have conquered the world. If Jesus said that, oh man, imagine <coughs> 
You don't think that Jesus went through the same, same thing we go every day here? You ridicule him? Oh man, you're a son of a carpenter. What can you do? We have the same necessities like you and I do. So you think it's not different? It is. If they tell you following Jesus was a cakewalk, they're wrong. Following Jesus had to do with a lot of things. A lot. One of the uh, uh, I don't know if you have heard this song, and I know you have. You said uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> I have. I mean, I heard that song in Spanish and English and Creole and everything. But you know the meaning of that song. Or it happened. Very interesting. Short story. That was describing Asia. These missionaries went in the 1800s and they went to this uh, tribe and they were fishing the word of God with an interpreter. And one of the guys and uh, the family gave their life to Jesus. And with joy and a lot of uh, thank you because they have found the truth in Jesus. They went and, and, and they started spreading the word of God with the interpreter and them as the witness of what God could do miracles and God, God could change people. And when another chief of the tribe heard this and these two guys, this, 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 um, this couple that they were newly Christians that found Jesus, the chief of that tribe, actually the same one in another part uh, of the land, caught them, prisoners. And he says, I will burn you and your family if you stop following Jesus. The guy denied, he said, no, I have decided to follow Jesus. The guy put the chief, I should put him on a stake, him and his family, and burn him. And other people, hey, deny Jesus because you're going to die. He said, no, I have decided to follow Jesus. The sheep of the land, actually, that put him to burn, he burned him up, actually, that died and passed away. He saw the conviction of that person that he was burning. The conviction of this Jesus that have actually have penetrated the most deepest part of his heart. And the conviction that he had, that he, that he would die for this Jesus that he never met. He gave himself to Jesus as well. The power of testimony. I am a walking testimony of the power of God because I have decided to follow Jesus. Since we are little, I mean, Sunday school, I remember, well, Sunday school that was teaching of that. So we're in Sunday school. You have, you have to follow Jesus. But one day I asked, I said to my teacher, then I regret saying this, why do I have to follow Jesus? 
Why, in Spanish, I was talking to this teacher, why do I need to follow Jesus? I asked her that. And the, her answer is, was, because you gave your heart to God. And the responsibility of yours, your responsibility for no one, is to follow God, Jesus. And I was married eight years old. And that stood in my head that penetrated me. Gave me the fear of God. Besides my grandmother. <coughs> she gave me the he gave me the fear. Not scary. Let's, let's correct this. I'm not scared. No, that I have to do what Jesus tells me to do. And you know something? By following Jesus, you're going to lose a lot. Did you know that? You know, following Jesus actually brings consequences. Following Jesus will give you friends that actually won't speak to you anymore because you're different now. You don't say those jokes you used to say. You don't act the way that you used to act before. You don't drink as, you know, with them as you used to go out and do things. Now you are Jesus freak. Because you follow Jesus. Even family members don't speak to you anymore because, oh, here he comes again to talk about Jesus, man. This is, this is crazy. Let's, let's ignore him, man. It's, you guys go? No, no, we're going to go out. What are you guys doing? Oh, nothing right now. We're going to do. So they start to bump you out, single you out. Things started happening. Your work atmosphere changes. You eat lunch alone. I don't care. <coughs> I don't. Because you know what Psalms 27 10 tells me? Tells me, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. That's a promise. So you are not alone. Following Jesus, you are not alone. You are part of a family. You are part of a family of believers that believe just like you that actually pray for you, that actually not maybe, maybe you don't know him, you don't know her, you don't know the group, but we are a big family connected through Jesus Christ. Wow. What a network. We are a network of families. In Guatemala, I don't know what part of Guatemala it is, but I know it's a mountain. That's the part of the prayer mountain. People are there 24-7 praying. And the person that actually uh, started this movement is uh, Pastor Minor Barrios in uh, in Guatemala, actually, he went to Hialeah Free Methodist Church quite a long time ago. And he was saying about this, he was saying, you know something? When you have a petition 
<clears throat> when you need prayers, you know, there's actually people praying for you. They don't even know you, but they're praying for the whole Christian community. If you want a specific prayer, just send me an email or whatever, and we pray for that specifically. But there's people praying for you even now. They don't even know you, but we are connected. Following Jesus, immerge you in the family. Some I know that. I know you know that. But have you used that? Because well, actually when problems come to our, for, to our lives and situations actually single us out, the first, the last thing you do is tell somebody, Jim, can you please pray for me? I need prayer. <coughs> we brothers and sisters. We for one another. Don't matter if our background to a hand, what matters is that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And as children of God, we have to look out for one another. It's very basic. But sometimes we need to be reminded of that. You are not alone. <coughs> Besides, you have Christ, but you have brothers and sisters that pray for you. <coughs> Amen. Yeah. As simple as that. Today, I don't go to very theological preaching. But this is something that actually God put in my heart. Because situations that I see today and I see the people of God going through and, and the struggle, the situation that I that, that is said, but the struggle, the, the, the doubtness and God, where are you? Actually, following Jesus bring all that, but I mean we're still here, we're still in this flesh. But we are to, we are, we have to go through this. But you are not alone. You are not alone. Because first of all, Jesus is with you, and you have brothers and sisters that pray for you, and we are here for you. Anything, anything that it takes is. Have you gone? Let me tell you this before I, I stop here. <clears throat> What's the boldest thing you have ever done? <laughs> what is the boldest thing you ever done? Me, I was jumping from a big bridge to the Mississippi River. He dances. I don't know what it is. Your angels were with me. And I got out of the water and I said, Did I do that? <laughs> That's for me. Well, what's the boldest thing you have ever done? Think about it. Whatever. You know, you see you. <clears throat> have you ever got close to a person that they never heard about the Word of God? And on a random, you have to go to that person, hey, you know something? God bless you. God keep you. What that person's going to say to you? I mean, leave you alone. I don't want to hear. Maybe. But almost 50% of the people that you approach about to, to, to tell them about the word of God, 
and pray for them. Almost 55% will accept you, will accept uh, you praying for that person, praying for her or him, whoever will do that. Now you tell me this, who don't like, he gonna pray for you? Everybody likes that. Everybody. I have done it many times. Many times. And I pray, and it's not a prayer of, you know, rebuke, you know, no. This is a simple prayer. God, you know, keep whoever and ever bless me, man. After that prayer, you know how many times I got invited for coffee? Because that person actually told me, you know, I don't, even, I don't know what to do at the moment that you approach me. You must be a godsend. You know, God put your situation sometimes there because he needs you there. You don't know. That happens when you follow Jesus and actually you are given to him. God will use you. God will use you. I know that. How many times? You don't know that. Maybe when you're going to pick up lunch today, when you're way home, you're going to find somebody, and the Lord actually, the Holy Spirit, will guide you to a person. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. And with that God bless you, actually open the door for him, for him, or for you to pray for that person. I don't know that. Only the Holy Spirit will know that. That's one thing actually that comes along when you follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit actually takes over you. That's another thing. Another preaching. Brothers and sisters, thank you. God bless you. God keep you. And may the love of God be with you always. God bless you. Thank you. Amen.